Welcome to LOA Today. I'm Walt Thiessen here with Rita Giganti, and this is your daily dose of happy. We are so happy you decided to join us today. And uh, Rita, we were talking just before we got started about how busy our weeks have been. And uh, I, I know you said yours was busy. I I feel like I'm cramming book after book into my brain. I have read, I don't do a lot of reading normally. I've read two and a half books so far right. this week. I've got another book and a half to read because I'm trying to learn more and more about wow. uh, my newest thing. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to develop a sideline as a public speaker. And I tell you, I had no right. idea there was so much involved in it. I mean, seriously, if you, if you dive deep into this, there is a lot of stuff. So if, right. if it seems at some point, like my brain waves are fried, you'll understand why. <laughs> yes. Yes. So. Anyway, um, I wanted to get started with a message that we re- received from a listener who listened via YouTube. She left a message after the show last week, and uh, okay. she was asking about hypnotherapy because, or hypnotism, actually, because she indicated that she had gone to a session and the hypnotist had been unable to completely bring her into trance and told her that there were like 5% of people who just wouldn't go into trance. So she was asking about that. And mm-hmm. I knew that uh, mm-hmm. I wasn't going to be able to ask you and Linda about it. And Linda can't even join us today anyway. So I wouldn't be able to ask you about it till today. So I, I reached out to a former co-host named Wendy, Wendy Dillard, who uh, used to be with me about uh, three, two and a half, three years ago for about a year. And uh, she is a hypnotherapist, so that's why I figured she'd be a good person to answer the question. And so here's what she had to say to Sarah. And then afterward, I'm going to ask you for your take on it, because I know you have some background with it as well. Sure. Sure. So she says, um, Sarah, everyone goes in and out of trance multiple times a day, but we're usually not aware of it. Let me begin by explaining that there are four levels of brainwave states. Alpha Mm -hmm. is the state you're in when you're wide awake. Beta is a light trance state that you're in when you're doing a routine task. An example would be when you drive from work to home and you barely recall the driving experience. This happens when you've taken that same route many times and your unconscious mind does it on autopilot. Right. Third, third is theta. That's a deep trance state where you're not asleep, but incredibly relaxed. This is the brainwave state you're in while dreaming, as well as the trance state that hypnotherapists use for guiding your unconscious mind to make specific changes. And this deep state, Trance state is also experienced naturally right before you fall asleep and right before you wake up. And then the fourth state is delta. That's the brainwave state where you are sound asleep. So another way of explaining being hypnotized is being in the theta trance state. I assure you that you enter the theta brainwave state daily. However, if you're not entering the theta trance state while in a hypnotherapy session, that's because you're not allowing yourself to fully relax, which means you're not releasing all of your resistance while in the session. And this can occur for various reasons. One reason may be that you don't fully trust the therapist, or you may not trust the process of hypnotherapy, or it could mean that unconsciously you have reasons unknown to you that you are not as ready as you think to release the specific thinking slash behavior that brought you to the hypnotherapist in the first place. It's possible that working with a trained transformational coach or psychotherapist, you may be able to uncover the unconscious reason for resisting this change. So that's Wendy's take on it. And of course, she is a transformational coach so and a th- trained hypnotherapist, so that's why she knows this. But uh, what's your take on... on uh, it's She's 100% correct. Um, I've not... I've always had someone experience something when mm-hmm. I've done it, but that doesn't mean there aren't people out there. I've had... I've had people come in and um, 
you know, it, it took a while, we'll say, for them to be able to get into that place, but, mm-hmm. um, they got there. So, um, and, you know, when we daydream, we're in a hypnotic state. Ah. Okay. So people don't really know, you know, like when you're staring and all of a sudden you're there, like you, you're gone, you're out. That's it. That's, that's <laughs> you're in a hypnotic state right there. And right. sometimes that happens because there's so much going on in the life that you need to check out for a minute, like even 30 seconds or so, you know, the brain just goes somewhere else. Um, so I, it's a fabulous way and there's many ways to do this, but it's a fabulous way uh, to uncover things that you're not aware of in the subconscious. And it can then remedy what's happening in the life that you're having an issue with. Not the only way, just one way. So there are other ways to bypass the um, the consciousness and all that and get to the subconscious without being in that theta state. Mm, okay. Okay. Such as what? Um, okay, hold on. I got to get the name because – and it's so interesting because I took the course as well. And I just can't, the, rena- the name, I'm just not recalling it. But, <laughs> That's all right. Um, it's a series of, um, it's a series of, um, working with the person. They're, in, they're fully awake. They're not in a trance state or anything, but you're using their body. Um, I'm sorry. It's called Psych K. Psych K. And okay. you're using their body, um, to help them. So you're doing like um, uh, kinesiology. You're using kinesiology to help bypass um, the conscious to get into the subconscious, but they're still fully aware. They're, they're not in that state of, you know, um, theta, they're not in that theta state, so to speak, but you're still able to make the changes for people. Oh, um, so it's like a half What is it? It's not even a... Um, no, you're fully aware and you're participating. Okay. Um, but you're, you're doing it in a way with your, with, um, you know, they use usually, they use a big muscle group, which is your arm, um, to show you. And then they put you in certain positions and then they'll, um, uh, then you'll have to do like a, uh, I want to say it's like, it's like they'll say, okay, now stand up and, you know, um, you're going to put your hand on your head and you're going to do something else. And that'll shift the brain into clearing whatever's going on. There's like hmm. steps and the steps are very particular and they're very, um, uh, and it's not that it's not hard. It's not that it's hard. It's just that it takes some getting used to in practice, but you can see they've, if you look it up, you can see that um, it's helped many and many of people. So I've used that when I've, when someone's not, because some people are afraid to get into that hypnotic state. Uh-huh, and sure. I say, okay, let's try this instead. Mm-hmm. Okay. Another way to do it is meditation. So I've done, people have come in and I've just done um, a meditation with them. They'll be laying on the table and I'll walk them through and get, and they'll get so comfortable that all of a sudden they'll start to see images and things will start to come up. And we weren't there for hypnosis and we weren't there for anything else other than a meditation. And it just happens. 
Hmm. Interesting. But everything she's saying, 100% correct. Okay. All right. And do you combine, like when you, you apparently have using uh, hypnotic type techniques with your clients, do you combine that with your psychic ability? Like, do you, do you kind of take cues from what spirit is telling you as you're doing a session or are they completely separate? Um, the psyche, like I'll pick up information, but I try not to pull it in because I want to make sure what I'm doing is completely authentic. If okay. it matches what spirit says in the end, then I know for sure. Okay. I got it. It's, it's almost like, I don't know if I just can't turn it off or cause when I'm working <laughs> with somebody, it just kind of happens, you know? So, um, so you have to learn but, to differentiate. Okay. Save yes. that one for later, right? <laughs> you have to, you really do because yeah. it's a specific type of way to work with somebody, you know, mm-hmm. the hypnosis, mm-hmm. you're trained a certain way, but you may take on a, you know, a different way of putting somebody under, you know, you may use different okay. cues, you may use different language, all of that. So I think, um, we were talking about this last week, uh, Theta, Theta Healing by Vienna Stibble, I think her name is. Yeah, right. She's like, right. yeah, she's like the guru of that. So, um, I have, her, you know, her books here and everything. You know, everybody's different in how they approach it. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Okay. Yeah. That's good. That's interesting, too. Um, yeah. I guess the, the other question that would kind of be on people's minds is, People have seen stage hypnotists who, you know, they'll get people up on stage and they'll put them into a, a light trance and then they'll get them to, you know, dance like a chicken or something. You know, they'll, they'll, they'll make them look silly for the amusement of the audience. And everybody knows they're going to do that. But I'm wondering if that kind of affects the mindset of somebody who's going to a hypnotist for therapeutic purposes, just because they may have been aware of Yeah, of like course, that. because, you know, because like that's like, you know, you know, they, they staged it, they're, right. they're that, you know. Who knows? I mean, I know people that can go under very easily. Mm-hmm. And then there are those that are just like afraid. They just, mm-hmm. you know, they don't trust themselves or what's going to come in or the person that they're with. They, they really want to do it, but um, the fear gets in the way. So if you're somebody like Sarah, yeah, I've never experienced, experienced that. If you're like somebody like Sarah, who's experienced having difficulty with it, you know, for whatever the trust issues might be, how do you, how do you find the right hypnotist? How how do you find somebody you can actually feel confident with? Maybe she maybe she uses a different modality and instead of hypnosis and not. In other words, if it's going to give her that much anxiety, it's not worth pursuing unless she's willing to continually try to get into that state. So I would say. Try something like Psych K because you don't have to be in that state. And that may ah, yes. make her so comfortable that it'll just begin to happen. Mm-hmm. You know, okay. we want to okay. take the path of least resistance to get to where we want to be. True. Yeah. You know? Yeah, that's true. It's too easy to get yeah. wrapped up in. Oh, my God, I'm so stressed out over what it is I'm trying to do here to make myself feel better, <laughs> which is not exactly the, the most conducive right. way, shall we say? <laughs> So, okay. Good. Exactly. That's very good. Exactly. That's why I tell people don't stress because there's so many things out there. You'll find what works for you or it'll mm-hmm. find you, I should say. One well, I did, add a, I did add a reply to Sarah's original comment on YouTube. So she 
has already gotten Wendy's response, but I'll add that little bit in uh, about if it really is stressful, you know, consider, you know, doing another modality, make it easy on yourself. Because like you said, why, why make it hard? Why make it I've had, painful? I mean, I've had somebody come in, you know, petrified of it. And I'd say to them, would you like to try something else? And they'd say, no, I really want to try this. So I listen to spirit and take the cues of, Okay, how's the best way to do this without making them feel, um, you know, uncomfortable or, un, you know, they don't feel safe and everything. And again, sometimes it's just beginning with a meditation mm-hmm. and getting okay. them really, really comfortable. Yeah. It's also the setting. It's also the table they're laying on. Um, I know, I notice people covered with like a blanket and have their head on a pillow react differently really? than okay. people that, don't do that and vice versa Hmm. you know there are people that say i don't want anything you know it really all depends on the individual yeah well it makes sense we're all different so yeah you have to kind of um right make it find what fits for that particular person so okay good that's good information and then um we have another email that came from bridge bridget i believe and she wrote in to say first thank you all every day of the week every Soul on here has helped me in a lot of ways. And she said, thank you, Rita, and to Dean, the military psychic who was on that one day. She says, you guys were dead on last time when I asked a question. And I knew you would be, but maybe new listeners might want to know that they're the real deal always. So anyway, I have been having my vibe go up and down, which I know is normal. But at times recently, I'm more down. So I'll do things you guys have said on the podcast have helped you all raise your vibe. And a lot have helped me also. I was just wondering if anything is coming through to Rita as to why this is happening. I think it's because I'm not working at the moment. Yeah, I, I can feel tell like you. I'm not. What's that? I can tell her exactly, but go ahead. Oh, okay. Well, I'll finish the, the message then you can, you can tell her. So I think it's because I'm not working at the moment and I feel like I'm not helping people. Also, it may be the same as the Rosetto effect, something we talked about on the show earlier this week, since we're inside a lot. I know there's the internet, but I don't feel the community sense as much that way. So is there anything coming through that I should be doing more of or just doing period? And thank you everything. Thank you for everything, y'all. I really appreciate it. So there you go. You're on. <laughs> okay. So there's there's at least there's at least four things I can relate to her. One is a hundred percent COVID. Okay. People um not being able to be with other people. Um, the anxiety of the COVID cases going up, the anxiety of the, um, the vaccine coming out and taking the vaccine, the anxiety of the people who, you know, um, who quote unquote lost the election because Trump, um, is no longer the president, but there's still a lot of shit going on around that is creating um, the craziness. Um, mm-hmm. that's, you know, that right off the bat. Yes. When someone feels like they're not helping, I get this way, especially if I don't work enough, that makes me crazy. It's like, wait a second. That gives me my high. I need my high kind of thing. So what spirit has helped me with is, um, they, they know I like, uh, good books, like funny books, like books that are, you know, take me out of my, head and and into a different story period books things like that um so you know find a good 
find a good book, find a good, I know everybody's watching TV, but you know, look for different things, look for things on YouTube that will maybe inspire you. Um, mm-hmm. cause there are, um, other, you know, interests that may be on YouTube that people, you know, and the fact that, um, the planet's lining up and it hasn't happened this way in the last 800 years has proved to be a huge effect on people. And, uh, everybody's reacting differently to it. And so that plus her trying to, it's like we're all trying to get regulated with all of this energy going on and still trying to get to the fifth level, the fifth dimension, right? So uh, it, you're going to be like this up and down, up and down, up and down until you're, until you get regulated. The reason why everybody's having such a hard time is because, especially if they're an empath, is because they're having to not just deal with their energy, but everybody else's energy around them. And so okay. it may not even be her that's going up and down, up and down. It may be somebody next to her. You know what I mean? Or somebody yeah, in the other sure. room or somebody down the block. So every day I tell people, ground yourself. Figure a way to ground yourself, whether you go outside or you have Play-Doh that you could play with or sand or whatever it is to ground yourself, do it. Then protect yourself in a bubble of light. And then you know, imagine that bubble being sealed with whatever color you feel comfortable with. I don't care how you do it. You can put barriers up. You can, you can do it all kinds of ways. There's no right or wrong way to do it, but you have to do it every day. Hmm. Okay. And you have to expand your energy out 15 feet all the way around you. Your energy needs to expand out in that bubble so that you're protected. Until things start to settle, which probably won't be till, I want to say, the middle of next year. Somewhere around there. Because then we'll have full, you know, we'll have full, like, access, I believe, to the vaccine. And uh, not as many people will be getting it. And, you know, uh, people won't be stir crazy anymore because they could hang out with other people. and, um, and, and, And that's, you know. It, it's everything all, you know, kind of bottled up into one. We're experiencing, every one of us is experiencing it. We're just experiencing it at different levels. Well, that makes and sense. And so the ups and downs, the ups and downs is her trying to regulate her energy with everything that's going on. And if you ask me, you just go with the flow. Go with it. You get in that low, put on some music. You know, it's it, just make it simple. Everything needs to be simple right now. Well, it makes sense. Makes sense. And, and it's good to have um, yeah. go-to list. I, like, I have like a go-to list of things if I'm really just stuck and I can't seem to climb out of it. I, I go to my go-to list to give me a quick idea. What can I do to raise my vibe right, right now? And just right. have it posted somewhere so that it's easy to find. I have it right next to my desk. And I haven't yeah. had to use it in quite some time, but it's really great when you need it and you just can't think Absolutely. of something. What, what can I do? You just have the list right there. So, yep. Yeah. Really Everything powerful. from exercise to playing a game on the computer to, you know, reading a good book to watching something on YouTube that's interesting. I mean, there's so much, so much. Absolutely. Yeah. 
interesting you should say uh, uh, exercise, too. Louise and I did something today that, that we had never done before. Um, last year for Christmas, friends gave us a pair of snowshoes each, and we haven't used them. <laughs> well, we just got this snow, and we figured, well, okay, let's get them out and see what we can do. And we were right. a little clumsy. We'd never done it before, but, you know, we got we went about a half a mile or something like that. So, you know, That's but it fun. got us out there. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, got us out there, and uh, I learned all kinds of things about not stepping on my own shoe, and <laughs> but it was <laughs> things good. you never okay. thought you'd have to learn. That's right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I found new ways uh, to have my socks wrinkle inside the the sole of my foot, but you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I hate that. So oh, I know. The was, worst. Well, when I uh, finally got home and, and took the boot off, I found not only was it wrinkled, actually the sock was halfway off my foot. So it was just like a yeah. bundle underneath there. <laughs> right. But you live and learn, you know, now I know what to do next time. So that's a good thing. Sure. I also sure. wanted to share something that I kind of stumbled up across this while I was doing my work, uh, doing my um, research for becoming a speaker. And I don't even know how I stumbled on this. It just kind of, I just kind of fell there. But I found a site that is tracking the various kinds of um, treatments and you know, vaccines and so forth that are being currently worked on. And I had seen recently, like within the last, I don't know, two or three months, an article that had said there were like 12 different uh, products in the pipeline. Mm. Well, I found out that's not correct. And, and so I right. just wanted to give you, give you a chance to just make your best guess. Do you have any idea how many products are currently in the work, so to speak, to either be a vaccine or a treatment or, or, um, or anti-viral the top, for the- Yeah, the top two that are, um, that are in the, uh, the top three, I should say, is Pfizer, Moderna, and Johnson & Johnson. Mm-hmm. Those are the top three coming out with, I think it's a, some, some of them are saying it's, a, it's just one shot. Others are saying it's a series of two within Mm -hmm. two weeks of each other. Um, I can tell you that spirit um, agrees with it. They are all for it. The vaccine. Um, It will save many, many people. Mm -hmm. Um, And it will then give us the break that we need to move forward because Mm -hmm. we've been stopped in our tracks. Um, so, you know, and I, you know, I've asked Spirit, is there any one particular company that, you know, no, they're all good. Whatever your doctor gives you, take. Mm-hmm. If you trust your doctor, you go and you get it and be done. And of course, the Pfizer and the Moderna are the ones, and I guess Johnson Johnson as well, are the ones that are, they're fast tracking. They're trying to move it up quickly, kind of. Um, yeah, Spirit I, said, um yeah. The the only other fast track, and it was four years, was mumps. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's it. This is the fastest. Um, and and maybe chickenpox, but still, it was like a four year, a four year thing. But this is going to be the fastest, the record mm-hmm. that um, we will get. But it, it's absolutely essential in order for us to move forward. So, um. It, it's, you know, they're, they're asking us to trust, if you can, mm-hmm. to trust it and trust them that they wouldn't bring something to us that wasn't good. That's good. That's good information to have. 95% the- efficacy 
is like unheard oh, of. Oh God, yes, yeah. That that the the results that that these are getting are really remarkable. Unheard of. Yeah, so really remarkable. To me, it's a gift. Mm-hmm. That, you know, they're giving us a gift. I'm sorry, yeah. I cut you off. Go ahead. That's right. No, well, the, I was going to tell you the the amazing part of what I found on this website. This is a website that tracks biotech companies. Yeah. And what they've done is they put together a scoreboard to track all of the known um, vaccines, antivirals, treatments, and so forth that they know about that are in the pipeline. And do you have any idea how many of them there are total? I don't, but I would imagine there's lots because I know there are probably... 788. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> holy cow. And about 200 yeah. of them here in the United States. I mean, that's a worldwide figure going on there. Sure. And and only sure. about a, a third of them are vaccines. The, right. Two thirds of them are treatments that like, you know, you get the disease and, and they give you a treatment and bang, it's gone. That's that's the kind of thing they're working on. And the other thing that really blew my mind, I mean, with these trials, they they have like four phases that they go through for, for whenever yes. they're, they're testing a new drug. There are a bunch of these that are in phase four right now. And by a yeah. bunch, I mean like 40 or 50 of them. They got any of them for cancer? Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if there's some crossover because they actually do indicate which ones were created specifically for COVID and which ones they had been creating for other stuff, but they found they could adapt for COVID. So I wouldn't be surprised if there's something in there. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Really interesting. But to to me, it it kind of blew out of the water a lot of the fears that the media are are kind of feeding us, you know, fears about vaccines themselves. So you got the anti-vaxxers who are against the vaccines. And then the fears about people who say, well, if you don't take the vaccine, then you're harming everybody else. And then there's the fears about what the government is doing and the fears about the, the vaccines themselves. And, and are they going to be safe? And they're cutting corners. You, you see that figure 788 and then you start reading the stuff that's on there. You say, oh my God, there's going to be so many options for the medical community to work with in a relatively short period of time that it's not going to be an issue. They know they're going to find out really quick, which are the ones that are the safest and the fastest and the best. And that's the ones they're going to give you. And right. the, other th- oh, the, the other thing, there, there's a lot of complaint and, and fear now about, well, are there going to be enough vaccines? Are there going to be enough treatments? By the time these guys come to market, we're, we're going to be inundated with yeah. all kinds. I mean, it's not like there's going to be any lack. No. And it's not going to be one company. You no. know what I mean? Like it's going to be, it's, going it, to be. It's, it's hundreds, it's hundreds of companies. Yeah. Right. And so, a lot of them are small ones too. Moderna. I don't know if people realize that Moderna is not a big company. No, I I invested in Moderna. <laughs> did you really? Oh my god! I did. I got a little hit um, from. Uh, it was interesting because you know I I play very little. Um, I just kind of like buy some you know small things. I don't I don't do anything large because I'm you know I'm not savvy that way. But you know I it was like it was coming to me like to do something like that. So. I was talking to my sister about it and she said, oh, she says, one of the companies you have to do, she says, is Moderna because they're going to be one of the first to come with the vaccine. Mm-hmm. Not even, I says, oh, okay. I just trusted what she was saying. And I just went and bought like three or four shares and damn, I was like, <laughs> why didn't oh, I buy more? <laughs> up, you know, I'm like, that's awesome. So, yeah, it's, uh, it, it's good. So that, you know, I, I was happy about that. The rest that's of them, great. I don't know. That's going to come in time. But listen, if I'm ahead of the game, I'm ahead of the game a couple of hundred hours. You know I mean? I'm not complaining. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. That's good stuff. That's cool. And I so. think things also changed after the election. 
You saw mm-hmm. the market change. You know, everything's yeah. everything now is going to change after January twentieth, when um, the new president takes office. You know, things are going to change again. You know what I mean? There's going to be change everywhere. Change has been the theme of the entire year. Change has been happening continuously. Yeah. yeah. So it's yeah. just this is like people more the can't same listen. Sense. People can't wait for 2020 to be done. People I know. I've heard that one wait. before. People couldn't wait for 2020 to come because they couldn't stand 2019. Yeah. And now they probably wish for that back. I saw a post, I think it was on Facebook, somebody saying, I'm going to stay up for the first time on New Year's Eve to just make sure 2020 actually leaves. (laughs) I thought that was an interesting (laughs) choice. (laughs) Funny. I know, I never usually make it, you know, uh, to to I haven't stayed up in a long time. Yeah, it's been a while, but... Yeah, we are in the holiday season, though. And so I wanted to ask you a little bit about that. I'm, sure. I'm titling titling this segment Christmas time and spirit, although it isn't just Christmas because there's also Hanukkah and Kwanzaa and there's Boxing Day. There's a yeah. variety of things that go yeah. on this time of year. Um, I'm curious to know. I mean, I know your background. You have an Italian heritage. You, you were raised in a Catholic environment and then you kind of have transitioned over yeah. to your understanding of the spirit and so forth. I'm wondering how does that right. how, how does that impact your experience of the Christmas holiday season? Being the spiritual end of it? Yeah, I mean, how I mean because I'm how, I'm, how has, I'm it shift, has it shifted your way of thinking about it? I mean, like for myself, I'll I'll I'll, I'll go off with myself first. For me, I was raised in a Protestant Christian environment. I kind of left all that when I was in my teens, but I've always celebrated Christmas since then, not really from a religious perspective, but just because I think it's a wonderful time of giving. And I love you know all the, the positive aspects of it. So that's why I've always felt about it. Yeah. But, but I was wondering, what do you have, how has it impacted you? How have you kind of been dealing with it? Because you've, you've made changes of, of your own in terms of your belief structure and so forth. I was wondering, what, how does that affect you? Sure, sure. So, you know, who knows if Jesus was born, you know, on this day? We don't know. We're never going to know that. You know what I mean? Until you Mm -hmm. get back up into spirit again. So, (laughs) but I do connect, I want to say, to, um, to Jesus and Mary and at this time, but not, not as a, not, I don't want to say as a Catholic, you know, I want to say, um, just as, for me, it's just celebrating life. You know mm, what I mean? It's yes. like celebrating life um, and uh, miracle uh, because mm. um, what Jesus brought us was, you know, miracles, the, the <clears throat> immense compassion that came from him and understanding um, of the human, you know, and then they just, they just destroyed it over time because they wanted to keep the people in fear. But, um, for me, tradition is important. So I like to make my mother's cookies and, uh, feel her spirit around me. I like to watch all the old movies, you know, uh, Miracle on 34th Street and, um, you know, it's a wonderful life and all that because it's the spirit of the holiday mm-hmm. and yeah. the giving, the giving doesn't necessarily mean a present, but giving the presence, I, I and it sounds like present, but giving the presence of yourself to others. Right. You know what I mean? I do know, um, I know exactly. So what it's you not mean, a physical thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I got over a long time ago, giving out uh, presents to people. 
it was, and if I had to give one, it was more, let me give an experience to somebody as mm-hmm. opposed to a shirt. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I would, I would want to find an experience. If I knew they really loved something like ice cream, I'd send them a subscription like for three months for like four different ice creams that they would get every month so that they could yeah. try them, you know, that kind of thing. Sure. Yeah. It's, it's that kind of stuff that makes you feel we're in the spirit, you know? Yes. Yes. We're I mean, in the spirit I, I, of things. Louise yeah. and I am I on a, de- am I on a delay? Um, your, your signal's a little bit. Am uh, I on a delay? You're not so much on a delay, but, but your signal's a little bit funky. So you're kind of, sometimes you freeze up a little bit and, and sometimes not. I think just because your location of where you are in your house, but, um, it, most, most of the time it's okay. Most of the time okay. it's coming through. Yeah. Um, but what I was going to okay. say is that Louise is, uh, Louise and I have kind of an interesting thing going because, um, it isn't so much the gifts themselves. She likes opening presents. So I make it a point every year to have at least a half dozen presents for her to open just so she can enjoy opening the presents. Right. In fact, she does, she hasn't done this the last couple of years, but for a number of years, she would get a whole bunch of stocking stuffers and we have these, these huge oversized Christmas stockings. Right. Right. And then she'd wake up in the middle of the night and she goes stuff the, the Christmas stockings to make it, you know, like Santa Claus came. Right. And right. then we'd wake up the next morning and she would behave as if she had never seen any of the things that were in the <laughs> stocking. <laughs> I love that. Look what Santa gave me. <laughs> Pull out, like, you know, like a, you know, razor or something like that. <laughs> it's fabulous. That's like bringing out the child within. Exactly. Think, exactly. Yeah. And I think if you could do that in this holiday or any holiday or every fucking day, I think it's the best thing you can do for yourself. It you is. Know? It's great. And, and I mean, yeah. it's just, it's so fabulous because she really gets herself into it. So she like lights up every single time right. that we do some of a gift opening or something like that. That's Plus, beautiful. Um, she, she came from a family where the family members would always ask each other for, can you get me this? Can you get me that? So she was never, she was rarely surprised for Christmas and she was used to having people ask her what did she want for Christmas so when I met her I, that wasn't my background at all I mean our family we just kind of we, we try to pick something that we thought the family members would love so that's what I did with her and I remember the first year she said I don't know what to do here I have no idea what you're going to give me ah <laughs> uh, it was so outside uh, she loved it and she loved what I yeah, gave her um, right because I the the formula I follow is I just try to find something to give that I know the person would at least like to some degree, but they would never consider getting it for themselves. Right. Because right. that's, that's a, a nice surprise. Yeah. yeah that's, that's a, a surprise. nice surprise. And that makes it fun. Sure. You know, absolutely. It itself. It's, just, it's the fun that that's what I'm always aiming for both with Louise right. and with other you know family members. How can we make it fun? How yeah. can we make, how can we raise that vibe up? That, that, that's a big part of Christmas for me. Christmas yeah, well, last too. year, um, before the before the shutdown, we did a little Christmas uh, gathering, and we did um, uh, just like a bunch of there was like ten of us, you know, friends. And I said, okay, twenty five dollars is the limit. We're doing the white elephant, right thing. <laughs> so they come, everybody brings a gift, and you know, um, th- it's a game. Like you can, you're you're able to steal the gift if your number comes yeah, up, yeah. you know, a certain time, and you can steal the gift and this and that, and hysterical we would just, and you had to see some of these gifts were hysterical i mean you know like people buy like you know a thing of toilet paper with i don't know like you know like stupid <laughs> shit you know 
And then others would buy like lotto tickets and everybody wants the freaking lotto tickets, right? So we're right. all trying to steal the lotto tickets and, oh man. So that's a, another thing that makes it fun. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I remember yeah. I did one of those one time. I think it was at a company I worked at, but I can't remember where it was. Uh, and I decided to get the movie tickets, you know, movie passes. So you could go see whatever movies you wanted to. And oh my God, everybody was trying to steal the movie passes. I mean, the whole room was like, <laughs> ah, I gotta have that. I'm taking that. <laughs> right. Right. I know. It's fun. It's a lot of fun. It is fun. It's crazy, but yeah. it's fun. So, okay. Well, that's good. Um, also, I'm, I mentioned to you before, I'm doing some research, uh, to kind of learn this whole speaking, public speaking field and uh, yes. try to kind of hone together my own thing that I'm going to do. And in the process of doing that, of course, it's really making me focus my attention on the, the specific message I'm trying to create. So I, I'm actually thinking about uh, trying to reach out to colleges and universities to speak on the general topic of how much pressure and stress and so forth that college kids are experiencing today. And they're reporting tremendously high levels of, of stress and pressure, a lot more than they did even 10 years ago. You know, the, yeah. the, the levels have been really increasing. So I figure, okay, I'm going to try to, to create a topic that addresses that. And I could use a lot of the things that I know from law of attraction and things we talk about here in terms of you know, creating activities to do to help raise vibe and so forth. So, I mean, that's kind of where I'm going with it. One of the things that I was kind of revisiting in my mind um, is more along the lines of what the positive psychology people tell us. Um, and I'm not sure how much you know about this, but the back of your brain, there's the area called the ARAS, the Ascending Reticular Activating System, which acts, mm-hmm. first of all, it's where a lot of our consciousness resides, but it, it's mm-hmm. also, it acts as a filtering mechanism because you probably know our senses, our five senses take in so much data, far more data than our brains can handle, can process. So we need the filtering mm-hmm in order to kind of make sense of the world. Um, and to give a, give people an idea, if you are somebody who's on the autism spectrum, if you're autistic in some way or to some degree, uh, autistic people can become overcome by the amount of data that comes through because the filtering doesn't work as well for them. That's one of the reasons they're right. autistic. So right. um, it kind of gives you a sense of like, well, what, what would it be like if you had so much sound coming in that you couldn't process it all? Well, you... I mean, I asked both Alex and Dan about that because they both are on the autism spectrum. I asked them about it yesterday and they said, well, I just shut down for a bit. I just can't, I yeah. mean, there's just too much data come in. So I just shut down. So, okay. So that's what the ARAS is about. And what I was trying to tie it into in formulating my talk was the idea that what, what we talked about a lot here on the podcast, how, you know, we, we put out, we're, we're we're trying to manifest something with the law of attraction, right? And so we put out there, here's what I'm looking for and so forth. And then signs come our way, signals come our way. And sometimes we miss them. Sometimes we see them, sometimes we miss them. Sometimes the thing actually shows up and we don't even notice that it showed up or that we even asked for it previously. Right. And so I'm kind of tying that to the the scientific thing of the ARAS, the filtering mechanism, because you know, we filter stuff out. If we're not, it's it's like the old classic example of the car. You go to a car dealership and uh, you buy a blue honda civic and suddenly as soon as you drive it off the lot everywhere there are blue honda civics they weren't there before well actually they were but you weren't seeing it because your ars was filtering it out but now that you've kind of reprogrammed your ars now okay every time you see a civic it's coming through you know right so kind of as an example of that's a way that we are we, we filter out stuff that we really want to have coming into our experience. So right. I'm kind of curious, can you talk 
all, both from a, a spirit point of view and also from your point of view as a psychic about the various signals and signs we do get along the way, the ones that we ignore and what it takes to be more present and be more aware to notice what it is that we asked for that actually came our way. Yep. So I can tell you that um, when I ask for something, I have to command the energy in a way that lets them know I need an answer and I need it to come like a, a like a brick building fell on me. Don't give mm-hmm. me like little fairy dust. Mm. Give me something where I know for sure make that everything obvious. is okay. Okay. You got to make it obvious. So, and it's, it's how you put it out there. Now, the reason we miss sometimes is because Everyone is so caught up in so many different things, aspects of their life. They don't take the time to just go within to get an answer. Or they're afraid of the answer. Mm. So then they will call me or Linda or somebody and say, I'm really have a hard time connecting because I'm a, this is one area of the life I am afraid of. And I don't know if I'm ready to hear an answer. Can you help me with this? And so instead of taking their power from them, what I do is walk them through the process of what they're afraid of, give them a scenario to look at, and then ask them how they feel about it instead of me always telling them what it is from spirit, right? But if spirit says, listen, we need to get rid of the anxiety ASAP, just tell them everything is okay, and this is what you got to tell them, then I do it. But I would prefer to empower somebody. But we miss it because we're too busy. You know, nobody knows how to. COVID was supposed to help everyone readjust their energies and go in and reevaluate their life. That's part Hmm. of the reason why. Or I should say the benefit that came out of this, even though it's a horrific thing. Mm-hmm. Right. Sure. We try to see the benefit that comes out of it. Right. Yeah. Not everybody is doing that still. They're on a rampage with, you know, politics. They're on a another rampage with, um, I don't know, family Economy. members. They're on a, yeah. I mean, it could be anything. So yeah. it's so easy to miss. This signs every single day, probably most of the day, if you, and don't look, don't go like, like looking like, you know, like you're doing one of these with your eyes, like, hmm. like that's not <laughs> the way to look, look for it. <laughs> yeah. That's not the way to look for it. It's just allowing it to kind of like having the knowing, like, okay, I put it out there, spirit, let's go. And then if I don't get it before I go to bed, I say, all right, bring it in the dream. Let me oh, see okay. it then from the dream perspective, because maybe that's an easier way for me to handle it or. For some people, it may be easier in the dream state. Well, that actually leads to the next question I was going to ask, because I was seeing a number of posts, mainly on Facebook today, by people asking about what dreams mean, and are they messages, or are they their subconscious mind, or what's going on with it? So talk about what what are dreams all about? Dreams are very um, personal to each person, I want to say. So there are people that do get prophetic dreams, meaning they dream something and then it comes, right? It comes to pass. 
there are those dreamers that that's part of their gift. Okay. There are dreamers like me who everything, 99% of the time, it's a metaphor. I have to figure it out after I dreamt it. Okay. And I have to go in and, and, and figure it out. But again, I'm going to say, I dream of an elephant. It's going to mean something totally different to me than it is if my sister dreamed an elephant or my friend dreamed an elephant or even my wife dreamed of an elephant. So I, I took a lot of classes for dream interpretation and I like helping people interpret their own dreams because they really get a lot out of knowing who they are when they can interpret their own dreams. Um, I think we talked a little bit, I don't know if it was last week, but I, I, um, say I trained, but I did a lot of Gail Delaney's work. Mm-hmm. Um, she's, she's the kind of dream guru that I connected myself to because I felt like her way was very, very helpful in understand just going to a book and saying, okay, what does an elephant mean? Right. I just dreamed right. of an elephant. Okay. What is that? It doesn't say really anything. You have to know what it means for you. Mm-hmm. So I get a lot of people that I would love for us to do a show just on dream interpretation and have people call in with a dream and us help them interpret it for them. You know, um, it's interesting. I'm actually thinking about putting something out there. Like I do a monthly thing and mm-hmm. um, doing that so that because sometimes people have recurring dreams and there's the sign spirits trying to show them what's going on, but they're, Maybe they can't consciously understand it, so they need somebody to help work them through it. And I come in, and I'm like, I know nothing. Like, I ask questions like I know nothing. And as they're talking, it all comes into focus Yeah. on what's mm-hmm. really going on. Sure. It's that cool stuff. And yeah. I know it, it can have, like you say, it can have a lot of meanings probably as many meanings as there are humans on the face of the earth, I would think just because everybody's yeah, so different. Of course. I mean, we're, of we're similar, we're connected, we're all drive from source energy and so forth, but we're different. Every single one of us. That's one of the things that makes right. living in life so wonderful. So, um, I also, I, I, I right. ask for a little bit more of a selfish thing, because like I said, I'm tying this into the research I'm doing for my, my speech making thing. And one of the, the, the main sure, point I'm, sure. I'm going to try, the thrust of what I'm going to try to do with the talk that I'm putting together for the college students is um, the, one of the best ways to deal with and basically eliminate stresses and depression and all that kind of thing is just to build up your own self-esteem, build your self-love, build your, uh, your self-confidence and so forth. And, you know, basically bring a, a number of different exercises they can do to accomplish that. Um, but what I want to ask you is, um, to what extent do you think that the level of self-love, self, uh, you know, self-confidence, self-esteem that a person has is a, is an effect on what kinds of dreaming they have and, and what the dreams mean? In other words, to what degree is their own state of, of self-connectedness, self-love, however you want to phrase it, tied to their dream experience it's huge it's huge the more connected you are to yourself your inner child your higher self the more significant uh the answers will you know significantly the answers will show up mm-hmm. and and so someone who is no connection at all and doesn't really understand it is very very um analytical 
is going to have a hard time having a dream that is metaphorical because mm. now they have to change the, they have to go into the right side of the brain. And so they'll have a hard time really understanding what's happening. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And some dreams, I've had this happen. Some dreams for people will bring up something from their past that they are ready to deal with, but not in the conscious mind. They can deal with it in the unconscious when they're sleeping or subconscious or however you want to. Yeah. So um, I've had that before. I've had that myself and I've experienced it with others where all of a sudden they'll have this crazy ass dream and they think, oh, my God, what the hell is happening? And then it'll trigger a memory of their childhood. And then we work through that trauma of whatever was happening. And then that that is done. Like it just clears everything at that point. But being connected to yourself is extremely important where your dream state is concerned. Because why? You got me? Well, elaborate a little bit more on why it's so important to be connected to who you really are and how, how, how you feel about yourself and so forth when you're trying to understand that dream state. Because if, if I wasn't, I'll just use me as an example. If I wasn't connected to myself at all, if I was external, more external, I know a lot of people like that. They're just external. They kind of live like on the outskirts of life, right? They don't really connect to the inner peace of them. Right. They don't really give a shit about their dreams. They dream. Yeah. They don't, they don't think it's anything, right? Yeah, true. But spirit might be trying to bring them something to help them and they're not connected to themselves. So they can't get it. So the more connected you are to you, the easier it's going to be to see, oh, yeah, okay, spirit brought that to have me figure that out. And you get it, understand, this is really, this is something that I've learned over the years. I'll get up from a dream and I'll go, okay, that was just like nonsense. Like that was just shit, like from the day coming through. (laughs) And then I'll get up from a dream and I'll go, oh, wait a minute. That is like significant. I got to remember this. I got to write it down. Someone who's not connected would blow that right out. They wouldn't even think to to look at it. Yeah. So I I guess that naturally naturally leads to the question, when should you work with somebody who is trained in this? It sounds like anybody could be benefited by it, but those who are more along the lines of the analytical types maybe get the most benefit out of having somebody work with them, I would think. Yes, because, um, or someone who can help them connect to their higher self, their inner, mm-hmm. their soul, their inner child, all of that. Um, right. anybody can help you do, then, then as you're having the dreams, your dreams will shift. You'll, you'll start to see them differently, mm-hmm. you know? And, mm-hmm. um, although I've seen, some of the analytical people have a tremendous experience in a dream state where they couldn't deny what was happening. Uh, and so I've gotten people that they are very analytical. They are very, you know, um, they don't believe really in any of this stuff. And all of a sudden the dream comes that kind of blows them out of the water and they can't right. even 
like try to say, oh, it wasn't this or it wasn't that. It was so real that they were actually lucid dreaming. Lucid dreaming is when you know you're dreaming and you're in the dream and you know exactly what's happening and you can actually do whatever you want in the dream because you know it. Mm-hmm. Most of the time mm-hmm. we're witnessing. And then there are sometimes we're actually experiencing it and that's lucid dreaming. So, so that would be, that kind of fits into that, the category of what you talked about earlier when you talked about, you know, obvious signs, obvious uh, messages and so forth. That, that's like so obvious that it's almost like a two by four, like pay attention. And, okay. I got it. Well, I don't know what's going on here, but I got it. That's the kind of thing you're talking about. Right. Right. Like, you know, you smack yourself. I should have had a V8 kind of thing. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Okay. That's good. That's really So good. it's, um, yeah, it, it's uh, dreams are great. I, I think they're fabulous, even when they're scary, because they always mean something that um, can help you in one way or another. Okay, good. I, I also want to relate. Well, first of all, I want to relate Jeffrey was been, while you were talking about some of the stuff. He was relating some of his experience. He said, I did a full day of trance drumming for folks yesterday. There was a lot of anxiety out there, but the, the nervous energy can be transformed into creative and healing energy. He says, I appreciate being in the flow with others. And he also mentions the bear clan indigenous shamanism works with dreams and interpretation. So a few more pieces. Yeah. There. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I wanted to also share a little story about what happened to me in the last few minutes. Um, well, it didn't happen in the last few minutes. I want to share it in the last few minutes of the show. But it happened earlier this week. Actually, it happened late last week. In fact, you'll remember last week I started off the show that I did with you and Linda saying that I was all a flutter. I, I was like, I, I was yes. kind of out of alignment and so forth. And uh, here's why I was, because I had just gone through that particular experience um, in pursuit of my potential new speaking career. I had been reaching out to teachers of various kinds and I had reached out to this one group. Um, and I think I'll name them just because I, I think it's good to know who, who it is that we're talking about here. They're, I, I think they're probably pretty good people. Um, they're under the name, the speakers lab. And, uh, I went to one of their webinars and I had, uh, a little bit of a, uh, uncomfortable process that I wanted to, to tell you about. Um, because what they were doing with that particular webinar, they wanted to get you into a coaching program, like a $5,000 coaching program, which I wasn't against doing, but you know, I wanted to really feel good about doing it. Right. And they pulled something that I, I didn't really like a whole lot. They, they, they gave me a really hard sell, hard close before I'd had much chance to process it and, and to kind of summarize what had happened um, really quickly without getting into all the details. At one point in the, in the conversation, I was really close to kind of going with it, but I, I just felt so uncomfortable with that hard close. And the guy said to me, well, you know, you, you do trust us, don't you? I said, I barely even know you. I've talked to you for 30 minutes here. I mean, that's how much I know you. And, and as I said that, I realized that was the issue. I mean, they were pushing so fast, so hard that I didn't have time to process all the things that I wanted to process. I had questions I wanted to ask. Well, I ended mm. up resolving it by, I didn't actually sign up for the deal with them. The guy who founded their company had written a book and I ended up finding the book and, and the book had the answers to most of the questions I wanted to ask anyway. So I ordered the book first. I said, I'll, I'll get back to you about the coaching later. I just need to get this stuff answered first. And the book was great. The book was really, really mm. good. The guy's name is Grant mm-hmm. Baldwin. And if you're interested, interested in public speaking, I thoroughly recommend it. But I, I bring that up because it was an example of me doing something I 
had not normally done in the past. In the past, it would have been pretty easy for me to just kind of go with, even though I wasn't feeling good to go with it anyway, because it sounded so good and so forth. But this time I did something I don't normally, or I haven't normally done in the past. I listened inside. My inside was saying, oh, this really doesn't feel good. <laughs> and I went with yeah. it. I said, I paid yeah. attention to that. And I'm glad That's that I did. Awesome. Yeah. Anybody no. that tells you, don't you trust me? Don't yeah. you trust us? Well, Anybody that, that's that like says red that, flag. You know them, I mean, that he just killed himself right there. He did. He just, really did. Yeah. 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 That was, so. that was wow. Okay. But there was also a funny part that went with it. And I wasn't going to tell you the funny part. Um, because I, I come really close to actually doing it. And I, I was figuring, okay, well, which credit card do I want to put it on and so forth? And I went to double check the card. I knew that the card had plenty of credit out, but I just wanted to double check it to make sure it really did. And when I went to look at, I saw what the balance was and I burst out laughing because the balance was 333388. <laughs> I said, okay, we got a number thing going here. And I looked yeah. it up because Linda's talked before about, you know, you can go on websites to look it yep. up. So I went to look it up and it was all about this project that you're looking at is perfect for you. It's going to resolve financial issues for you. It's, I mean, all the things that I would have wanted to do, it's telling me sure. to do this. And I'm, I'm getting right. this message and I'm thinking to myself, okay, so why am I feeling so much resistance here? Because I was thinking of actually buying this thing that, that, that they were offering. So I have, on the one hand, I've got this sign saying, well, this is all perfect. On the other hand, oh, I've got this really uncomfortable feeling. And I ended up deciding not to do it. And I realized afterward just because I didn't take that particular offer doesn't mean that the number wasn't right. Right. They didn't. It's actually telling connected. you the, yeah, it's actually telling you that you're going to have a, um, a successful speaking, um, thing, but not necessarily with that group you were supposed right. to be with. Yeah. Yeah. You're just going to go with another group or sometimes I, I don't, I don't take a class. I just get a book that I feel that spirit directs me to or I feel connected to. And I have all my information that I need. I don't yeah. need a class. Yeah. You know? So, so that's pretty cool. Well, it is cool. Yeah. I thought I'd just share that. Yeah. part. It's kind of fun. Um, I, I do it. want to remind, I want to remind people if you want to have Rita answer uh, a question about what's going on with your life, take advantage of the LOA today app. That's why we have on there. The ask a question form It's under the goodies section and uh, mm -hmm. share the app with others too. So they can ask questions as well. Send them in because you know, Rita loves answering these questions. Lita, Linda does too when she's joining us. And uh, of course, uh, we are recording this a week before Christmas. So next week, Christmas Day, obviously we won't be recording. And so the next right. time we'll be uh, doing a show, Linda and I will do it on New Year's Day. You'll be gone on New Year's, but you'll come back the following week. So a bit of a staggered right. schedule there. So I guess I just want to wish you a Merry Christmas. And, yes, uh, same to you, you and everybody else. Absolutely. Yes, you too. Happy, healthy for everyone. Let's uh, bring in the new year with good, good vibes. If you've been celebrating Hanukkah, then happy Hanukkah to you or, you know, whatever you celebrate. That's right. Whatever Absolutely. you're celebrating. Exactly. Wish you those, those happy wishes. And uh, thank you, Jeffrey, for sharing your uh, stuff on the live stream. Like that very much. Thank you, especially to our podcast listeners as well. We'll see you all next time here on LOA Today. Goodbye. Mm -hmm.